Good morning. It is Wednesday morning, the morning of UFC Jacksonville. UFC Jax, hashtag UFC J-A-X. Um, so it's the uh, the middle event between the UFC's three shows in uh, eight days um, since last Saturday, UFC 249. Recorded the podcast yesterday with Matt. Um, so we had the, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> we had the um, recap and... You know, we looked at some fights in note for coming up for the next two two events in the UFC. So it looks like uh, the leader in MMA is back. Um, I'm actually uploading the audio for the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast right now. But uh, what you're listening to is the MMA Afterthought with myself, Ed Carbajal. Follow me on Twitter at Carbazel, C-A-R-B-A-Z-E-L. Um... I also made a Twitch account because, you know, we're home. So I'm playing video games a lot. I'm old head carb there if uh, anyone's on Twitch. But, um, yeah, so UFC 249, I mean, uh, uh, officially I was, I'm always Justin Gaethje across the board when I, whenever he fights. Even I've picked him even when he, when he lost the two losses that he has. But uh, uh, I can't say enough about <clears throat> Justin Gaethje's evolution as a fighter. That's probably the best Justin Gaethje we've ever seen. And um, I actually, I feel like he can give Khabib Nurmagomedov problems. Given that we're coming uh, on Wednesday, I'm, I'm recording this uh, mid, you know, the Wednesday after UFC 249. Obviously, some things have already happened. So a couple of things. Uh, it, it looks like they're trying to make uh, Gaethje and uh, Nurmagomedov, Khabib, in July. Because that's when Khabib wants to come back. He's a champion, so I guess that's why he calls the shots. But um, uh, Khabib versus uh, Justin is looking like it might be July. But Gaethje said he would like to, uh, you know, he'd like some time off. Obviously, he fought he fought most of five rounds against uh, one of the the former number one lightweight contender against uh, Tony Ferguson. Because now Justin Gaethje feels that spot. I think the the rankings were updated as of yesterday. So Gaethje should be sitting there. Um, I haven't looked at him, but one thing I have to say about rankings and and, and the like is that the uh, you know, given this current state of affairs with the uh, you know we're we're still in the pandemic, restrictions are still in place. Um, Dana White has pretty much given up on holding live events. Uh, I mean, with crowds, I mean, uh, I shouldn't say live holding off on live events. Uh, he's he's given up on. An audience. He joked around at the post-fight press conference at UFC 249 and was like, "The gate is zero, attendance was zero because you know no one was there." So that's going to be the case for a while, and he's pretty much accepted that. So he's looking. That's why he's doing the fight island plans. And um, the May 23rd card looks like they're moving to May 30th, based on uh, what fighters are putting on social media and things like that. I guess Vegas wanted to take the full month to uh, before they started uh, allowing certain things to happen. Um, the thing is about you know returning to normalcy is, is, is it has to happen in phases, and they have to see what happens you know uh, with numbers. My opinion is the longer we wait, the of course you're going to get a huge spike in uh, cases of uh, COVID-19 because you know. Not everyone is intelligent enough to be patient and kind of slowly get back to the way things are. Um, 
So there, there's people that are going to rush places. You see when beaches open, the beaches are getting rushed. Like if a mall opened right now, that probably would get rushed. Um, look at the way people rush to grocery stores. Even though the stores weren't closing, people felt the need to rush into the grocery store. And then um, not long after that, and I'm talking about when this started. And then not long after that, uh, people, you know, being reported that people were, were throwing out a lot of food because they overbought, you know, like you didn't have to do that. It got to the point that that uh, officials in the government from the White House during their, their uh, I remember the first couple of weeks, they were saying, do your regular groceries. You don't have to stockpile. But it is what it is. I know I mentioned on how I'm on Twitch, I'm actually playing The Division because uh, I didn't know that the plot line of that game was uh, being part of an agency that is trying to get uh, order back to the country after a pandemic outbreak. So it, that's been a fun game, by the way, The Division 2. So anyway, um, I'm getting off track. The point I'm trying to make is, uh, you know, it has to happen in phases, so... Um, Dana White is adamant about being the first one back. I mean, there keep there keeps coming up reports. Uh, I know uh, uh, Wall Street Journal recorded reported on uh, over, it was either over the weekend or on Monday or Friday that the uh, the uh, parent company that owns the UFC Endeavor um, just. Uh, borrowed another 2.6 million dollars to kind of like help their operations stay afloat with what's happening because they're I guess they borrowed against what they had to buy the UFC for four points over four was it four point six billion over four billion dollars so even though they own a lot and, and they're kind of like a powerhouse uh, entity in the entertainment world uh, they uh, you know they're they're in the hole so some of the things that are supposed to get them the money back obviously i mean well everyone's affected by the pandemic and one of the things is so i think the the contract between the ufc this is either forbes or the wall street journal a few weeks ago um i know i share all this stuff on my twitter tw- timelines if you want to track it but the uh initial so i think the contract between espn slash disney and the ufc is that the UFC has to hold a certain number of events for them to collect the $750 million uh, a year that, that you know, ESPN is supposed to pay them. And obviously, you know, Endeavor gets a piece of that. So I think that has a lot to do with why uh, Dana White is so adamant about moving forward. And, uh, I mean, I know he's fine as, a, as an individual, but, you know, if, if anything... It's fact about Dana White is that he likes to hustle. He likes to, you know, he likes to keep business moving. I mean, he's not ready to retire and sit, you know, sit home and get fat or, or, or whatever, whatever the case is with retirees. Um, you know, he likes working. So especially in the fight business, he keep, he's, he's said you know, plenty of times that he loves it, despite what you think of the of how he does it. I mean, it's why the sport is so, so popular. So um, and I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, I watched I watched uh, UFC 249 prelims with my family on Mother's Day weekend, and my mother was even into it. So, you know, it, there's something to, it, whether you were uh, indifferent or you didn't want it, you know, your opinion. I know there's a lot of folks out there that made made it seem like they don't want the uh, they didn't want the event to go on, but 
a lot of people tuned in. They did. Uh, it's reported that they did around 700,000 pay-per-view buys, which is not bad. It's pretty damn good for a pandemic. I think when they do, uh, you know, I think 300,000 is the number that most pay-per-views are like to go for to be kind of content. So obviously anything more than that is fantastic. So um, that means new subscribers maybe. Uh people had never seen this before it was the only live it was the only big live event going on in the weekend so i still think they should have put it on espn regular espn tonight's event is on espn plus i ain't signing up for that i don't care i need to i need to be rich to sign up for that and figure out my whole situation with my own uh, broadcast stuff but that's besides the point so ufc 249 gaethje's the interim champ um, I don't know why Connor is inserting himself into that. Like, he's putting on social media that him and Justin are fighting in July. I don't understand how Connor McGregor is. Uh, I think what is he ranked? The last time I looked, I believe he was four or five. Right? I think Poirier was three. Uh, I forget who number two. Was. Ferguson was number one. No, no, because Gaethje was four. So. Anyway, they're updated as of this week. But either way, he keeps inserting himself into the lightweight title picture. And um, he had a few chances to fight Justin Gaethje. And all of a sudden, now he seems like Gaethje's worthy of uh, of fighting with Conor. And uh, Dana White has been adamant about making Khabib Conor too. Just because the thing is putting Conor on a pay-per-view is already going to... They're going to do a million buys, you know? So that is the situation with... With when it comes to uh, Conor McGregor and his insertion into the lightweight picture, but the real fight is between Gaethje and uh, Khabib. So uh, Justin, Justin and Khabib. Um, so we're looking for that. It looks like either July or or if Gaethje gets any consideration, which he said in the in leading up to 249 that he doesn't really get any. Um, August, September, so, I mean, given the whole Ramadan thing with Khabib, I, I think August, September works best, but they obviously want to put it, you know, July is the UFC Super Bowl, that first week of July, they usually do International Fight Week, there's, I mean, not for nothing, it has not been what it used to be, International Fight Week used to be something that you would, you'd want to be in Vegas for, and with, uh, you know, coming, coming out of a pandemic, um, it's not worth the travel or and spending the money, but in all, all honesty, since Endeavor bought the UFC in 2016, it hasn't been worth going to Vegas anyway. Um, when the Fertitas owned it, they they definitely threw down. International Fight Week used to be a a fantastic time. It's probably the best trip I've ever been on. 2015 for UFC 189, um, I had a great time, but uh, the uh, after that, not so great. <laughs> It's really, it's really, it's, it's really ass. Like, like they put on the one big pay-per-view and instead of all the fan experiences that they used to have, they kind of just have these autographs signing. Like you stand in line in a tent, uh, like a zombie outside of uh, the T-Mobile arena. Um, the guy I do the, the coast to coast combat hour podcast with, he, he's, he went to the last two, he's in California. So it's like a drop in the, it's not, you know, not a big deal for him. Like it is for me coming from the East coast, but he uh, went to the last couple of ones, and he was just kind of like, "Are you kidding me? I have to pay to stand here, and I got it's it's ridiculous. It's not even worth it." 
um, the fan expo and stuff that that's all out the window. They used to do competitions, jujitsu competitions, and, and it's all out the window. I think they did quintet last year, which I I guess that's kind of cool. But um, that like you have to be a grappling submission person to be into that. So, but anyway, tonight, um, uh, you know, tonight is the Anthony Smith and Glory Teixeira is the main event for the SPM Plus card. Um, I'm having trouble picking a winner of that one. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Anthony Smith just because he's the younger fighter. And um, I don't know. I just got this weird gut feeling that I feel like uh, that first fight with John Jones. I mean, I know it wasn't the most entertaining and Jones won by decision because he wasn't doing much, Smith. But he, admittedly, he was off uh, on that fight. And I feel like... Uh, you know, second time might be the charm for him, um, but we'll see what happens tonight, um, and then there's a few other fights on the card, again, I'm not a big ESPN Plus, uh, supporter, so I don't, I don't like to, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, it's actually hurt my accuracy in my picks since the ESPN Plus era, the UFC started, but that's, that's neither here nor there, Saturday is, um, Walt Harris versus Alistair Overeem, and that, that card is looking pretty exciting. Um, there's uh, Ricky Simone versus Ray Borg is also on that card. Um, and I don't... Is Ben Rothwell? No, I think Ben Rothwell... Ben Rothwell and uh, Andre Orlovsky are on... They're either fighting tonight or Saturday. It's confusing because they're doing so much in, in such little time. But either way, um, you know... It should be fun. Um, I'm surprised that... And then they're going to do another one. The other event they were going to schedule for May 23rd, uh, again, is pushed back to May 30th for, for Vegas. So um, that's, uh, that's a lot of events in May for the UFC. But uh, uh, So Dana White's been doing interviews that they're back, they're back. And, and um, he said to any other sports out there, I wrote an article about it, uh, with links to his interviews with both uh, from the post-fight press conference, and then he doubled down this week with TMZ, telling any any other sport out there, whether you be the NBA, uh, baseball, and what have you, if you're going to uh, if you're going to if you're a sports league and you want to come back, start in Florida. Um, well, apparently, Florida is uh, not that bad when it comes to COVID nineteen cases. I. Uh, I think you'd be doing yourself a favor if you looked up uh, coronavirus in general, not just COVID-19. Um, you know, we're getting a lot of misinformation. So if you do your own research, you'll find the correct stuff and, and you'll you'll start to open your third eye, man. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I just wanted to do the update. Uh, I am personally happy that... Uh, the UFC is holding events. I mean, uh, you know, I hope they're doing the safety and stuff like that. But I mean, I think we've all been on this quarantine lockdown long enough that uh, it's hard not to agree that something you got to do something. And uh, they're doing something. So everyone else looks like July uh, boxing Bellator. Um, there is a submission on the ground May 30th as well. So that should be fun. And uh, yeah, we just uh you know, we got to hang in there. So, uh, hang in there. Thank you for listening. And also I think I figured out a way to do, uh, this podcast, uh, as a live chat and kind of, I'm trying to 
like I said, I want to do it on Periscope. So, I, but I think I'm going to like uh, multi-stream uh, to the YouTube channel that Coast to Coast is on, and uh, kind of make it like a live Q and A thing, and, and make that make that the audio for uh, for this podcast, the MMA Afterthought. So, um, yeah, that's it, man. So, hang in there. Uh, today is May 13th, and uh, I mean we're coming out of it. I think as as things warm up, especially if you're here in the Northeast. Uh, We'll see those numbers keep coming down and we'll be outside and out and about soon enough. Um, I know work is picking up for me both in the MMA realm and and in my boring ass uh, day job life. So uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Um, Yeah. And uh, anybody on Anchor that listens to this, obviously, if you want to leave a drop an audio question or comment. I'll put it in uh, the next episode. I've been keeping up with this podcast, actually. The good thing about being home so much is I've been able to keep up with this podcast. Put one out every week, so, and it looks like folks are listening. I'm up to 10 regular listeners now, so that's something, right? (laughs) All right, so uh, happy hump day. Be safe.